Jeremy, and welcome to Cartel Aristocrats After Hours number six, as Ed never mutes his microphone. Uh, this is the uh, not safe for work edition of stuff we can't talk about on our sponsored weekly uh, penises content. And Travis, as always, is the, uh, the imagination of a five-year-old. Uh, so to start things off, it's Halloween. The two of them are doing nothing for some reason. I'm luckily going out because I guess I have a friend or two. It's the Stranger Things cast, so I have to put on a uh, a vest and a mustache to look like the teacher from Stranger Things, if you guys have seen that. I guess not. Are you talking to us? Good, good, yeah, good, good job keeping up on content, guys. So I saw season one. I haven't had time in the last two days to watch season two, no. Oh. Everyone's already like watched sped run through it. It was really good. Um, other than that, there was a terrorist attack in New York today. Uh, he had he's from Uzbekistan. They said he was Muslim, so of course Republicans are going to twist that, completely ignoring Vegas. And then they're going to be like, "Well, okay. he's Muslim. We sh- we shouldn't let anyone else into the co- into the country." Clearly. I think the solution is to ban cars. That's what we should get rid of. Yeah, that's true. I, I don't think know. A hundred years from now, people will look back at the period of in history where people were allowed to drive cars in amazement and wonderment. How did they ever let humans drive cars? Ed, do you even own a car or do you just like mooch everywhere? I actually do own a car. It's in Portland though. It's basically as good as dead to me. Um, I have no real reason to actually own a car. I could walk to the store, which is like a three-minute walk behind me. I and then there's like there's food on Main Street, and that's basically the extent to which I drive anywhere. So I really I assume I, I really ever go to the airport by myself. So or if I do, I usually just take the train to the city. Ed has a car. I assume it's either like a 1984 Honda Civic or a like. Ferrari, <laughs> a Ferrari. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, a- like, like you're you're either wearing a Timex or like a watch whose number whose price I can't reveal on the cast, right? There's no in between. This one, jeez, yeah, one of them. <laughs> nice. I do no. not own a Timex. For the record. So what's your car? Uh, it is a 2001 Honda Accord. Yeah, that's that's screen close. That's basically yeah, that's 1984 screams. Civic. <laughs> that's basically <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't think the the coastal elites, as, as uh, some people say around here, understand how hard it is to uh, to get around without a car, where like public transportation is non-existent. And then you go overseas to like anywhere else, and it's like, oh, I literally have zero reason to own a car. So it's sort of sad. I'm, I don't like it. It's just so economically inefficient to own a car between having to... I assume most people don't actually own their car. Most people either have a lease or uh, they have car payments and then you have to pay insurance and you have to pay gas and then depending on where you live, you have to pay for parking. Like All those things add up. It just seems like a huge waste of money. How else are you supposed to transport both? five rows though? Right? I'm not walking all over the streets with five rows. <laughs> How else are you supposed to transport bulk? And by bulk, I mean your bulk, your fat, disgusting bodies. To transport them. 
Yeah, but if we didn't like, have cars, everyone would be. Included, I guess <laughs> everyone would be fit if we didn't have cars. Like I, even after being in a week in like Korea or a week in Japan or like a couple couple days in Paris, like your body starts to acclimate to that much walking. For someone that doesn't walk that much, <laughs> and it feels great. Toward, it feels great towards the end when you're like walking like. I, I think like 10 miles or something or like all you're doing is walking and like after the burn of the second day it's great i don't know man something about that like uh we went we went hiking up in the rockies for a week and like didn't use cars we just hiked all over and, lit, and like drank from streams with water filters and stuff and like your body feels really good after that so it's like how humans are supposed to be made instead of sitting behind desks all day pushing papers or whatever. Standing behind a desk. You guys should get standing you desks. Are? They're good. Every time we record, I, I'm standing. I don't, I don't know if I could stand all day at work. Well, like you get behind the, a desk. Uh, you get one of these ones that does this. It moves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seems great. There's def- so what's up with it. you? What's up with you otherwise, Ed? Any stuff that's ha- going on that you don't want to talk about on the normal podcast? Well, in case anyone like listened to it yesterday, I literally just got back. Like I just walked into the front door right before we started, and I was at the store for like an hour before that. So, literally traveled from Korea to Detroit, had a layover, flew to LaGuardia, took a cab, and then took a train to get back here. How's that jet lag feeling? Uh, I actually feel okay. I slept at a reasonable hour on the plane, so I actually kind of feel okay. I'm sure I won't, I'm sure I won't feel great tomorrow. But, uh, yeah, life is great otherwise. So when you're on a plane and you're not sleeping, what do you, what do, you do? What, what's, the, what's the thing that keeps Ed somewhat sane on long-haul flights? Uh, I do a lot of reading. Uh, I've actually, like, my Kindle has started to put a lot of mileage. Um... So reading is a pretty big deal, uh, catching up on things. Uh, I actually rarely ever take my computer out, mainly because uh, if I'm in like economy plus or whatever, it's not quite comfortable enough to have my Mac, especially if the person in front of me just decides to lean all the way back. Um, and if I have first class, I usually just sleep the whole time because it's actually a bed and I like to be ready when I get off the plane. Um, other than that, I almost never watch movies because that's bad value. Um, usually it's reading or working. So when I do decide to pull my computer out, usually it's reading. Like I usually will just read for like on the way there uh, from Seattle to Hong Kong. I probably read like eight hours of the 12-hour flight. So You know, you're so lucky that you're short when it comes to flying. Like any seat for you is it, it, you fit in. It's uh, It's quite miserable. It's actually kind of rough in domestic first class because my legs aren't long enough to like rest on the seat in front of me. So I'm kind of awkwardly like leaning forward, like sitting forward in my chair to like have something to like rest my feet against. So it's not as great as you think. Short I don't bumps. know, man. Like uh, it, uh, it's it's tough being tall too. So I walked into a tree the other day on the way to campus. That was fun explaining to uh, my <laughs> classmates. Walked into a tree. Uh, I was walking with a group of uh, students that I'm friends with, and we were walking like there's a tree branch across the uh, the sidewalk. I'm looking down at my phone while we're talking, 
and they walk under and I just, it like hit me right on the forehead. So I had a nice little uh, clothesline mark that was pretty red for like a day or two that my customers asked me about. Like, oh, uh, well, I walked into a tree. I'm not even that tall compared to like the proxy guy or anything, but it's, uh, it sucks. Yeah, problems I've never had. So I can't, I can't, I can't even remotely relate. So I got nothing for you. I am a normal human height, so me neither. Lose another leg if he keeps clamping on the keyboard. Sorry. I, I have What's too many the... things around my desk to play with, so. You can mute yourself when you're not talking, Ed. No one wants to hear all the, the jingles of you composing your own Halloween song. Okay. It just occurred to me that I'm the only one not wearing Halloween theme colors at the moment. Travis has got a nice black and orange. Ed's got an orange, and I'm just in blue. I'm pretty sure this is red. I'm pretty sure the light just makes it look orange. Uh, but. So we Halloween, had a... Halloween sucks. I hate this holiday. Yeah. I hate the last quarter of the year. It's just nonstop holidays. Whoever decided that... The snow is like, great. Uh, no snow here yet. It's getting kind of cold, though. Like It's like 40 outside right now, so it's definitely getting a little chilly. Why do you, you ever go sledding? Then? Sledding? Uh, I have gone sledding in the past. The shop people, since you guys get so much snow up there? Uh, no. Oh. I mean, I'm not like 10 anymore, so why would I go sledding? What? Like a nice couple of alcoholic drinks in you, and then you just go sledding with your buds? Or like playing ice hockey? I will say that sledding can still be fun. I haven't done it in a while, but it's an acceptable activity. You got to go with the right people. Can't just go with like some person that you're sort of acquainted with. It has to be like other people that you can mess around with. But, like at the same time, it should also be someone fun. Someone like not like me. <laughs> <laughs> Travis is just going down the hill. This is negative EV. I could be sorting cards right now. That's Doug. Yeah, <laughs> man. I mean, apparently Doug decided to dress up for Halloween. Like if anyone saw his Twitter. Well, he had to to go. He had to go to the TCG player uh, costume party, so I think oh, they like that's, mandated that's, him to dress up. That's fair. Yeah. And if that's the case, going to the store and just buying a ten dollar store bought costume is pretty easy. That's very Doug. Doug's the type of guy to trade bulk rares to some dollar store in exchange for uh, a costume. <laughs> Nah. I mean, he has a good mindset. Like, if you're going to do magic full-time, you should be super frugal because you're not going to make that much money even if you're in the... If you're, like, in the top 1% of people that sell cards out of another shop. If you, were, if you like, are salaried or stuff, it's way better because you know how much money you're earning each week. I guess it's kind of... It, it's, it's a little different for me because I actually earn a salary, but that's not necessarily contingent on how much I sell or like how like well our sales do. Obviously like there's like always I want the store to do well and like our numbers need to be decent to like sustain what we're doing. Right. But it's different for Doug because his how much he pays himself as it were is directly tied into how much like how much he's how much he's moving his cards, like the volume, the margins, etc. So that's kinda of, that's kinda of interesting to me. Cause like it's like, oh like TCG player is doing rough this week. Or like Crystal Commerce is down, like I just am paying myself half this week. That seems kind of miserable. I would not want to be in Doug's position. 
Yeah, but he's got other outs at the moment, like blueprinting, where you can get like 30 to 50 per K on your bulk, assuming you put in a bunch of hours. So, I don't know. He He's making it work for now and more power to him, even though that's not the position I'd want to be in. Yeah, I, I, think, I think it's from our perspective. Like, I mean, if he... Like, we talked about on the show a little bit with Paul. Like, I actually want to go back and listen to what uh, Paul had to say. I assume he talked a little bit more about, like, kind of where he's at with MTG deals and whatnot. He's actually in the chat right now because he doesn't have any Halloween plans. Might as well flame our guest. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, you talk to, like, a bunch of people that are on the circuit and they're either, like, working for someone else, training on the floor, or they're doing pretty okay sitting behind a booth and, like, getting great positions to be able to make some money. But then they don't spend that money on like investing or stuff. They just go out and blow it or gamble it or something. And it's sure. sort of, but that's, sort of that's, sad. But that's not an issue with magic, right? That's people with like a crappy lifestyle, right? That's people like not being very uh, conscious of their like financial situation, right? You could argue that if they had a normal like a, like a normal nine to five job working as like an IT guy or something, they would probably like have very similar spending patterns. Yeah, I don't know. Like, you don't get benefits in this industry if you're working for yourself. Like, Doug, well, I'm not going to go into too much of his personal situation on this cast, but a lot of people don't get, like, healthcare <laughs> 401ks. So. This is exactly the one where you should do that. No, that's a little too much, man. He's not on the podcast. I don't want to be like, and this is the benefits package he has, and this is the, the exact context of that. Yeah, no point in <laughs> no point throwing shit at Doug when he's not here. Yeah. So, Here's what Doug's wife had to say about me about his lovemaking abilities the last time we spoke. Okay. Uh, and speaking <laughs> of like complex legal documents, uh, the state of Missouri is a pain in the ass when it comes to hosting like cash tournaments, even though Magic's considered a game of skill. And like finally, I found a way to host a 5K in Missouri. So I spent like all day contacting places where it's legal to have cash tournaments. Uh, and like the difference in what they want for a day is like $10,000. Like in, there's like a literal $10,000 price between a couple venues. Uh, so it's going to be interesting because like we've simply outgrown our shop. Great. And it sucks at the same time. Um even when we were expecting like 30 people, we still got 50. And like for the ones where like we expect a lot of people, we, we've been like overselling and having to turn people away from the door that have been driving hours and hours. And in some time, some cases like multiple states to get to our tournaments. And it's like a real first world shop problem. And it's like, all right, we need to grow our tournament series. I mean, that's, so. that's a good problem to have. Right, like obviously, it's a very difficult problem. No, to have. it's not like it's <laughs> not because I I don't want to be sucked into magic. I don't want to keep turning away thirty people at the door that like want to come to the tournament. Okay, I just want to like sell the seats. Okay, well, so, so hypothetically speaking, like, is there a point where Matt, where this like industry could be lucrative enough that you consider going into it deeper? No, 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 never. Like, if you were able to pay yourself like two hundred k a year doing this, nope. you wouldn't do it. Not worth five hundred k. Uh, that's closer, but definitely not for two hundred k a year. Okay, 
Like, like if your operation turned into like Star City size, I mean, Star City is probably a little egregious, but something like I don't know, cool stuff size. Like, you would you would turn that down? Yeah, I would. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Like, magic doesn't make me happy, man. It's just like a means to the end. It's just like this is what I'm doing to occupy my time while I'm in school. I mean that's fine. I, I I I can't I can't give you shit about it, right? Because like I paid I I played a lot of poker to pay for for my school. So and I yeah. come toward towards the end, like poker was pretty miserable because it just felt like I had to sit there and grind for however long just to you know pay tuition or whatever. I mean, you didn't even look that happy when we were playing in Vegas, except for like when we kicked butt right before Doug's wedding. I love how Doug keeps coming up on this cast. <laughs> like, we, we kicked butt with Travis and you right before we left. Uh, and then, like, at the Bellagio, we got our butts kicked, and you, you obviously did not look great. And then we ran it back at Westgate, and you didn't look great again. Uh, well, no, whatever. It, I don't know, man. It, it's just money, right? Like, I, I don't necessarily think, like, I dislike Magic. I, like, I think... I'm not even talking about winning or losing money. It's, like, your your uh, your table manner on, like, how you're interacting with the dealer and the other players. Oh, I like very, st- yeah, very stiff versus like, uh, hey, random guy at the table who doesn't know how to hit. Like, what are you up to? You oh, know? oh, yeah, I, 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 I take gambling pretty seriously. Like, I don't really dick around when it comes to gambling. So, but like the the reason why magic is cool for me is because it's like serious. It's like, hey, I'm gonna go to Tokyo for a week. I'm gonna, you know, go do some business for one day, and correctly write that day off as far as business expenses and then pay myself a small amount of money to be able to enjoy Tokyo for a couple more days and then just like hang out and, and mess around. Yeah, of course. Right. Like, oh, wait, um, wait, 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 pay yourself a small amount of money. Okay. To enjoy Tokyo yeah. for several days. No, yeah. <laughs> a small amount of money yeah. does not have you enjoying Tokyo for several days. It really does. Your hours. So like seven 11, is like completely different and like Ed knows this, but it's like an actual thing in Japan. And for like two or three dollars, you can get like a cheap meal that's like actually nutritious and fresh. And then like you can run around the Imperial Palace and the gardens if you got your permit ahead of time for like basically free, besides the train tickets. That's two days of fun right there for like twenty to thirty dollars. Yes. I mean, Travis, so. you said you've been, right? Like you said it's been yeah. a few years, but you right, like like logistically, if you actually kind of know what you're doing, it's it's really not that bad, right? Like your Suica card, it gets you around. Like on average, I travel for like a week, and it's like maybe sixty dollars to get everywhere I need to go. Um, obviously, like the amount of like sightseeing I do is like somewhat limited, but I take like the train pretty far, especially when I was staying with my friend Josh. Like he lived like pretty far south and west of Tokyo. Um, it was like it was probably an hour each way, uh, but like sixty dollars was enough for me to get around. In Speaking of, of that. I just pulled my card out for later. I I, I was digging because I'm leaving for it soon, and I was like, where the heck did I put my card because I still have funds on it? So it's a good timing, Ed. Wow. I, I found the little penguin sticking out from a drawer. You can certainly enjoy yourself in Tokyo and not spend a million dollars, but it depends on what your definition of fun is. Like hanging around the Imperial Gardens and the Palace is cool to an extent, but there's still a lot of experiences that will suck up your money pretty fast. I mean, Tokyo is uh, can separate you and your hard-earned cash pretty quickly if you wanted to. We didn't really have a problem. The only splurge we went on was that virtual reality 
experience in the Rainbow Bridge on Odaiba, which is that man-made island, like, in the Bay of Japan. And that was still, like, $40 for all day, which is a ton of fun. So, like, a lot of the friends that I traveled with, this was, like, their one vacation that they had budgeted for. And, like, by budgeting, I mean, like, they worked for me to, like, sort cards and stuff for, like, months on end because the, the tickets weren't cheap. Uh, but, like, we had, a, we had a set budget. And, like, sure, we could have gone crazy, but we didn't really splurge that much because we're, we're still college kids, man. So it wasn't a big deal. I mean, how much was it for you to fly from? Uh, it was $1,400 each way, I want to say. Wait, was, was this in first? This was first time? There's no, no way this, this, this is premium economy. Like, you, you do realize how hard it is to fly out of this town, right? I showed you that I had three connecting flights to even make it to Pittsburgh. Like, it's not great. I mean, at that point, like, it's worth it to, like, spend, like, to rent a car and drive to Chicago or something, right? Like, or... No, because jet lag was so bad that I would have rather just on the way... And it, it proved to be right. There's no way we could have driven after getting back. Uh, so it was much better to just, like, get home, you know, take a taxi, and then just pass out completely. I mean, at that point, you so. can just get, like, you can just get hotel airport or something. If you're really yeah, and night. we didn't we didn't O'Hare, and then it was still another hour flight to get back to Missouri. For reference, versus like a. Go ahead. It was like a seven. It would have been a seven-hour drive from Chicago back to Missouri, which is not optimal. So in that case, it was better to just take another flight. Is that your closest like major airport? Like. Yeah, and o- O'Hare can be between one and two stops to even get there. So it's not great. For wow. reference, Ed, from Toronto, we paid 1100 round trip. So that's a far cry from 1400 one way, but that also was just economy, not uh, premium economy. Which- no, it was one way was premium economy, one way was economy. And like I made enough over there that like it barely paid for the flight and that I had a little bit of money to to play with, but it was predicated on Modern Masters 2 coming out, 3 coming out that weekend and like I don't remember. I don't know if you guys remember, but like I was tweeting all the stuff I was picking up for customers. Where like the foil margins were insane on what Hiroyuya wanted versus like what uh, some of the shops in Akihabara or some of the other shops in Tokyo or the Greater Tokyo area actually wanted on their cards. I said, "Well, I'll pay Hiroyuya price," and then I just like walked around and picked stuff up for less than Hiroyuya price. Plus, like. Psychonic Rifts in Japanese were 200 yen at that point, so I picked up every single one I could find. Uh, Same with, like, Chromatic Lanterns, and, like, having a retail outlet just helped so much. So, it, like, I barely broke even on the trip, and then, like, I wrote off, like, the business parts of the trip, and then the... Because you you guys know how extensive I am with my bookkeeping. Uh, And then the, the personal parts of my trip, I obviously didn't write that off as a business expense. So when I when I when I honestly declared everything coming back through customs and the custom officer asked for receipts and I had like a full bag of receipts to show him with like all the cards marked, it was a pain in the butt. Uh, but luckily he played magic, so it was super easy in the end. I got lucky. But uh, yeah, declaring was not fun. Yeah, I, I think like the original point is like if you're looking to go like, oddly enough, almost anywhere else in the world, like, it's even the more expensive places, assuming you don't actually have to live there and pay for real estate, that seems to be the majority of, like, what makes a place expensive. Like, like Sydney, Australia, Vancouver, London, uh, Hong Kong, 
like all these places are, like Tokyo, the reason they're expensive is because people pay a million dollars for like a place that's like size of my bedroom basically. Um, but it just seems like other than America, like you can eat almost anything on the super, on, on the super cheap because, because they don't have a lot of living space. Generally they forego having a kitchen or whatever. It's just not super popular to eat out. Um, like this past weekend in Hong Kong, like dim sum was just, it was just so incredibly cheap. Um, you know, Chinese food was pretty cheap in general. Um, it was definitely way higher quality than what, what you would eat here. Uh, you tired of, uh, you tired of eating corn products yet in America? Add high fructose corn syrup. I am tired of eating Chinese food. I'm probably not going to eat Chinese food for the rest of the year because we, <laughs> we just ate way too much Chinese food. Um, but I, I, like, I think, I think the point is like, it's, I don't mind my lifestyle. Um, like, obviously I, I don't think you seem to enjoy traveling as much as I do, but when I'm, when it's easy enough for me to tie in, Hey, here's a weekend at a Grand Prix, like jamming magic or whatever. And then having some time, like plus or minus one day on, on either end really is all I kind of need. Um, I think that kind of breaks up like how tedious it is and it kind of definitely breaks up the grind. Um, so I, I don't, I don't mind as much and I've, I'm like a little bit more experienced. So I kind of know like how to exchange money, how to like get stuff on cheap. Uh, I know so many people, I know like locals in almost every place now. Um, so I kind of have that advantage. I don't, I don't pay like a lot of the tourist tax that I imagine most people would pay. So I'm, I'm probably a little bit luckier on that part. Yeah, you're definitely like in the top 1% of people in America that travel as far as like being everywhere and understanding jet lag and stuff. Plus, like you actually sleep on planes. I don't. So I'm a wreck. Like uh, later this year, I'm flying on one of the worst airlines in Europe on like a long haul flight from America. And I'm in economy. And apparently if you're over like 5'10", you just won't fit. So it's going to suck. I've like read all the reviews. Apparently, the food is like horrible. It's bland. There's no ingredients. It's just. What like airline is this? Rule. Uh, I'll thing. let me let me look it up real fast. While you give me a second to to get up the travel details while you guys talk about something mundane. Uh, I would imagine Ed may uh, underestimate how valuable sleeping on planes is, since he's probably always been able to do it. Uh, if you can't sleep on a plane, it makes those flights so much rougher. Right. Like, I remember when we went to Japan, we landed and uh, we'd been up for like, I don't know, 20 hours. And it was like, nope, you're not done yet, buddy. Keep going. You've got another 12 left. And you're like, oh, right. No, no, I, I can definitely sympathize with people there. I like it's definitely a blessing for me because like basically any moving vehicle, I can just pass out. Like if we're driving a car and I'm not driving, I'll sleep. Uh, when we took the ferry from Macau to Hong Kong, I basically got on, sat down. And then just like fell asleep right away, and then like seventy minutes later, we woke up like at our destination. Um, so, and I, I can do that anywhere. So like I'm definitely like super lucky on that end. Um, but I, I I can definitely sympathize with the people who like Jeremy who are like just too tall or like slightly too wide or whatever reasons you can't you can't sleep. Like I've definitely dealt with my share of like obnoxious like seatmates, like people who just like fall asleep on my shoulder. That's kind of strange. <laughs> I think you don't my appreciate flight, the companionship. Last year, my flight, like my 15 hour flight to Sydney from LA, the guy next to me would not stop shaking his leg. Like, I don't know how he doesn't have like muscle fatigue or whatever, but he literally shook his leg for like 15 hours nonstop. So, and that was all that was the, yeah, that kept me up the entire flight. I was pretty miserable for that. So, uh, thankfully, I have not had any experiences quite that miserable when uh, traveling internationally. 
all of ours have been fairly uh, uneventful. And I have to go on a uh, honeymoon next year. Where should I go? Uh, hmm. What is your idea? Like, like what, like, what do you guys like in terms of like a trip? Like, is your, like, do, like, does a cruise appeal to you? Like, no. or like, Oh, so are, so you're like the type of person that would actually go out and like, do you like museums? Do you like history? Is that your thing? Like is food big for you or food is, food is huge. Food is like probably number one. Okay. Uh, we are not like a lounge at the pool type of people. Like we don't, we don't, we don't want to go on cruises. We don't want to go to the Caribbean and sit on beaches. Like, right. Like Cancun would like be miserable type thing. Like I can see that being fun for like two or three days, but I wouldn't want to make like a whole trip out of that. It just seems like after a while, it's just like, yeah, I get it. I get it. What else you got? Every trip we take, for instance, we never get to see the nightlife because we are exploring all day long. Okay. But like, is nightlife something that even appeals to you or? Mm, if it was, I would have made more of a point to do it. I would go, you know, if someplace is really renowned for their nightlife, I try and make more of a point to check it out. But like, I'd have to go knowing I was going to do that. Cause usually we like get up at nine, get breakfast and go see a site, get lunch, go see more sites and get a really nice dinner. And then by then it's 1030 and you're like, ah, I can't move. Um, uh, how long, how long do you have for your honeymoon? Like, like roughly how much time are you trying to allot to it? Whatever is necessary. Uh, like I, I would say like Europe, like it's just so cheap for us, like living on the East coast, right? Like if you're willing to make the drive down to a city or get someone to drive you down, or whatever, right? You can fly to almost any destination from JFK nonstop. Um, okay, that took forever. Fast, so. Yeah, so I mean, we fly from Toronto, and it's like oh, sure, five or six hundred round trip or something like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it's kind of the same thing. Um, we've done so. We've done Italy, and we did Paris. What would what in Europe would you recommend? Uh, London. Like, I, like, it, like I made no secret. Ooh. Like I. I, I love Ooh. I love London, but I, I think that's like a lot of it is based on um, like there's a lot of history, so I'm like big into museums. So like I can literally go to museums for like a week nonstop. Um, it's super accessible if you want to go from like London Heathrow to basically like anywhere else in Europe. Like when I went with my parents like this past month, like it was like an hour to get to Paris. Um, you can easily chain. Like you can find a tour that will take you like you just meet at one of the train stations or bus stations and they'll basically arrange uh, like a train to get you from there. You can go to like Brussels, Amsterdam, and you can do like two or three days on that and then come back. Uh, it's an easy, it's like London to Madrid. I've done that flight before. It's like an hour and a half flight. Uh, that's super close. You could easily like do a few days there. Uh, if you want to do Madrid, you can do like the whole Iberian Peninsula altogether, like Madrid, Barcelona, Northeastern Spain. Um, can't do Catalonia. Can can do Catalonia. <laughs> uh, and then, like, just make your way, like, just take the train straight across to Lisbon. Um, so you get, Can like... You just go to Spain? Yeah. I mean, like, the whole... Like, again, that whole peninsula, like, there's plenty you can do. If you go to Southern End, you can even take, like, a, like a short boat ride across to Morocco, uh, which I've heard is, like... Which is pretty fun as well. Uh, like, lots of history there. Um... And like I've heard, like it's definitely kind of up there in terms of like the the nightlife, like club scene or whatever. As odd as that sounds, um, I'm flying on. Uh, it looks like I'm flying on Sunwing, 
Airlines. I've heard of it. Yeah. Where are you going? So. What? Israel. I I hope that flight costs nothing. It was actually free. Uh, Well, that's nothing. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds sounds like nothing to me. It quite literally sounds like the definition of nothing. Yeah, no, I actually paid zero dollars for a week in Israel. Or ten days. So. Value. T-R-G-R, as they say. Uh, Wait, what? T-R-G-R. I don't know what that means. The rich. It's a popular magic expression. I'm surprised you haven't heard that before. I think you're full of shit. I mean, that's probably true, but I don't I don't actually know what that idiom is. Or the whatever you're get, talking about. The rich get richer. The idea is that People who are rich continue to increase their wealth, while people who are not rich do not get rich. Like, oh, Jeremy, it's living this life of luxury, and it's like, oh, also, I get a free flight in a week in Jerusalem. Well, that's because of birthright, which is led by Zionists from Israel that pay for any Jew that is a teenager to go over there for free. Oh, so, right. I forgot you're a teenager. Well, it's up to 26. <laughs> but yeah, Didn't you already do this? I, yeah, so there's two different uh, there's two different trips. One is like before you're 18, and one is when you're after 18. So you could be bottom of the barrel poor, and you can still go for free. Yeah, that's kind of sweet. Yeah, clearly, clearly, uh, I'm so rich that I just I just get free flights to Israel, Travis. All the well, time. I knew I knew why you were getting the free flight, but you know, it's still a free flight to Israel. I don't know, man. I'm not. If if I was rich, I wouldn't be selling magic cards while I'm in school. So there's that. You can always go to Dubai. I saw tickets from. I can't go to Dubai, Ed. No, no, not you. So this is going back to Travis's honeymoon plans. Um, I guess like. So we will come back to this in just a moment, Ed. But why can't Jeremy go to Dubai? They don't like Jews. Also, Israel won't let you in if you go to certain countries. I know that. So, so you're telling me nobody Jewish goes to Dubai? Yeah. Nobody Jewish goes to a lot of uh a lot of uh Middle Eastern Middle Eastern countries because the the IDF or Mossad will not let you in. Well, I can imagine that like they might not make uh you might not see a large volume of Jews in a place like that, but I wouldn't expect it to the number to be zero. I'm sure some do. I'm just saying like they probably will not let you into Israel. Like they grill you at at a JFK if you're flying to Israel, you get like every single person that boards has to go through like a 30 minute uh, test, or like they interview you on your background and they check to see if you're lying, and then like if they don't like what you're saying or your mute your mood, you're just not allowed to board a flight to Jerusalem. Hmm. So you should go to Israel because really stereotyping people, actual fences to keep people out is the best country. So what were it's you like saying a Trump, about Trump dream? What were you saying about Dubai, Ed? Well, one last question. So, like, would it be like, what if I said, like, hey, I just want to go visit? Like, is that actually a thing, or would I like grill, get grilled about that as well? Because, like, the likelihood of being like Asian and Jewish is probably like one of the more rare uh, mixtures. Wait, are you Jewish? No. Then wait, what was your question? I'm, I'm saying, like, how hard would, would it be for me to go to Israel? It wouldn't. I'm just saying, well, like, you're going to get grilled on, like, where you've been, and, like, presumably the Mossad will be checking on your passport while they're detaining you. Like, 
on your return flight home, they will literally just take your baggage while you're in line and go through it. Right. Like search you while you're in line for the x-ray. So hopefully I don't get kicked off my flight for saying this because they, they go through everything. Uh, but like while you're, while you're waiting in line to like present your boarding pass to like the equivalent of the TSA officer, they'll, they'll, they'll just walk up to you and open your bags before you even gone through actual security thing out and just like throw it everywhere. So like they're very security conscious. I mean, that's fine, right? Like, I don't think that's necessarily like an issue, right? Like if, no, I'm just, it's a different state of mind. Uh, like even when I was on IDF base and like, we were just like doing, we were helping them literally. Cause like, that's what we were there for. Uh, it was interesting, like the security protocols that they had, which I obviously can't talk about. Sure, uh, sure. It was fun. Huh. It's a good like time. That. You can go volunteer for the IDF, Ed. I will gladly sign your paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> you get a you get a free place to sleep, and uh, that's pretty much it. So I hope you like lifting things. Uh, sounds like a normal day. The flip um, side of that, hold on. The flip side of that is we've all seen photos of the girls in the IDF, and that is uh, that is a fertile crescent. Jesus, Travis. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess that kind of goes in line with what uh, After Hours is. Um, anyways, back to the, the original point we're making. Like Dubai, like I've seen tickets from JFK to Dubai for like five fifty before. But the, Dubai. That, like, that one kind of, seems, kind of seems strange to me to go it on a honeymoon. Me. Can so, I recommend some places? Hold on. So I just want to, like, Dubai, China, Thailand, They these countries kind of spook me just a little bit. Like, I don't feel as, I don't feel like I wouldn't be as safe there. And I understand that that could completely be in my head, but I'm afraid that if I go to Thailand, uh, one or both of us will be abducted and sold into slavery. That if I go to China, I will say the wrong thing about the wrong person and become a political prisoner. And if well, I go to Dubai, they're going to take too. my passport and turn me into a slave. You can't criticize the, the king in Thailand. Okay, well, I know less about Thailand, so I'm less likely to say something disparaging, I suppose. Uh, uh, it's actually a beautiful country. I'm sure they're all lovely, and I'm sure my fears are also overblown, but it doesn't change the fact that they're my concerns. So Prague is a very cheap city to visit. There's a lot of scammers out there, but it's like one of the cheapest cities to visit in Europe. And it, it has a lot of very cool history behind it. Uh, that's one that like you can literally do for like basically no money. Um, I was a big fan of Ireland. Uh, the Cliffs of Dover or whatever is where like everyone goes to get those pictures because they're huge. And it's like the number one suicide spot too. So there's like signs everywhere saying, don't jump off this 500 foot cliff into the sea. I liked it way more than London. London just seemed like it was just so crowded. It, it wait, wasn't as wait. crowded as like, yeah. So then JR should absolutely be going to Prague on vacation then. Yeah, no, it's actually like a ton of uh, death and despair in Prague and some of the older quarters. That's his thing, uh, right? You're <laughs> yeah, you're going to really have to uh, check it out, JR. Well, I, I totally saw that one coming from a mile away. I saw that one coming. Uh, for the most uh, part, like Eastern Europe kind of follows that philosophy. Like the most of them are just like not as well off. You still see a lot of like, uh, how to put it, spillover, I guess, from kind of like the like USSR influence. Uh, like stop shitting on the pores. I mean, I'm not, but it was just like I was in Poland for a Grand Prix 
and it's and uh, it wasn't Warsaw. Warsaw was nice-ish, I guess, but like we were in Krakow, and it just like the Grand Prix site was literally next to a building that was being torn down, uh, and it looked like it had existed like from the beginning of the Cold War. Um, everything was like dirt cheap. Uh, getting around was kind of a pain, but like it was, it, it still seemed super sweet. Like uh, we could visit like. Um, like just a lot of historical sites. Uh, there were just like tours that you could just get straight from your hotel or whatever. Uh, like er- er- everything was just super cheap. Food was food literally cost nothing. Um, so Travis, if you want a more radical vacation, I have a friend who owns an esports team that's going to Chernobyl next year because he loves radiation sites. I think I think his plan next year is Chernobyl, and then he's going to Fukushima in 2019. He's like JR, but like if JR owned an esports team, he's a very interesting guy. What do you you do at said site? He wants to go run around with Geiger counters, and then just like uh, that's apparently a thing there, and they show you yeah, like the all the mutated wolves. Radioactive. <laughs> yeah, so like they show you like oh the wolves have been drinking from this radioactive stream, and like now they're all mutated. And then, like, we can't stay here for more than 30 minutes. Like, so he tried to get me to go on this trip last year, and he's finally booked it, and he's going next year. So if that's your thing, uh, have fun. Are you going with him to one of them? I missed it. No, I am not going to Chernobyl. (laughs) I would go to Moscow with him, or, like, any of the normal Russian cities, but I'm not going to Chernobyl with him. I don't think I'd want to do that either. How strict are you? Yeah, Moscow is like definitely one of those places that kind of like weirds me out. Like it just seems like, like I don't know. Like I speak zero Russian. I'm like I'm like oh. on this podcast. So Saint Petersburg was very fun. That was probably my Wait, favorite city Russian? in Eastern Europe. What was that, Travis? So who speaks Russian? Yeah, I do. I was over in Saint Petersburg. It's where oh. our family's from, both sides. Yeah, I I've, so, yeah. I feel like that probably goes a long way, uh, as opposed to you know random Asian guy in Russia. Why are you here? I don't know. Buy your magic cards. Like to be that. Fair, I, feel, I feel like <laughs> the police will shake both of us down for bribes. Like it doesn't matter if you speak Russian. They're oh. still like, oh, you have this fine that you need to pay. Give me some rubles. And then you're just like, here's some rubles. Don't arrest me. Bye. Oh, okay. I I feel like these are types of places that Travis like definitely does not want to go on his honeymoon. So, dude, I love the more corrupt the better. It's like as long as like you're not in danger of getting shot. Like you know, you go to like a beautiful part of southern Italy that's like totally controlled by the mafia, and like you do your best Godfather impression, and then you don't wake up the next day. I don't know. There's like. Like, apparently Hokkaido is, like, a hotbed for Yakuza, and, like, I have friends that really want to go there, too. So, I don't I know. Will, I will say that uh, all of these trips sound interesting at the very least, uh, but, yes, that is correct. I wouldn't consider them honeymoon locations. We like adventure. Maybe not quite that much adventure. The I've been pretty much everywhere in the Bahamas, and there's uh, there's a ton of good places there. Like the cruise ships, I know you don't like it, but you get to visit a different place every day. And yeah. like you don't have to pay to fly everywhere. I don't really want to do cruise ships. Yeah, don't do it for me. Well, I mean, there's gambling on the ships, which is why most people go. Because you, I, I spent like 14 hours at a casino one night. 
like on her day at sea and i just sat there and gambled all day i mean if that's what i wanted why wouldn't i just go to vegas because then you get to wake up the next day and you get to go uh climbing a waterfall in jamaica or uh swimming with dolphins in labadee or jumping off a a a harbor sort of thing uh in barbados or deep sea fishing there's a ton of good stuff in the Caribbean. I guess cruises you can evolved. smoke Cuban cigars. Eh, whatever. I'm asthmatic. I can't smoke cigars. I've always found uh, cruises to feel like a ripoff. Like they entice you with the cheap shipper and you get to go do different things. But once you're on that boat, man, it's like, guess what, buddy? You're the only person that you can buy from is us. It's like an instant monopoly. It just it's so touristy. Like I can go to Italy and just wander around. And like we can go to non-touristy cities and just like kind of be a local, but on a cruise ship, it's like a hundred percent tourists, and those things just make my skin crawl. Uh, we're we're diamond on on Royal Caribbean or Diamond Plus, so like we have the we have access to areas that like people normally can't go to. Like if you're a certain member, they they put you in this place and you get like free alcohol the entire time instead of paying for it. And you just sit, it's literally a deck above everyone else. So like you just sit on that deck and watch all the pours below have fun. Yeah, not of course that I paid for any of that. Right. right. Uh, you have to wait till your you have to wait till your parents for to die for that one. But yeah, I guess yes, if it is a free ride and you're getting the VIP treatment and feeling better than everyone else is part of the appeal, then I guess that's enjoyable. But again, that's gated, right. gated experience. Yeah, of course. Um I don't know. I got that feeling best in Japan, I wanna say, where we just wandered down a random like in Tokyo and there was just like this coffee shop which is weird because Japanese people from what I understood like don't drink that much coffee compared to tea and like we just walked in and they were just like I, I don't know the saying it's like gozaimasu or something Ed oh gozaimasu like something something yeah yeah I, I don't That's speak any morning. Japanese and like they're super happy to see you and then we just sat there and like soaked it in and, like we went to this coffee shop we just walked down some back alleys stopped at some random sushi place that had a line out the door because that's apparently where all the good ones are waited in line for an hour had some of the best sushi we've ever had and just like just kept walking around it was a ton of fun japan owned really like tokyo we're thinking about going back actually but we wouldn't go to tokyo at least not strictly because that's the only place we were before well don't do fuji well that's what leanne wants to do she wants to climb mount fuji it is single file line up to the top of fuji and you just you watch someone's butt the entire way that you're climbing up. Yeah, I am not sold on the experience either, but she's talked about wanting to do it. Plus, I would like to see like Kyoto or really any city other than Tokyo. Something that wasn't bombed. Osaka yeah, or Kyoto. Yeah. Osaka is pretty fun. Um, you can fly to Tokyo and then take a domestic flight uh, from like either Haneda or Narita like directly to Osaka. It's like an hour and a half. Um, and then from there, you can basically take the train, like, <clears throat> like Kyoto is like an hour away by train, roughly an hour and a half. Um, like Osaka itself is just like a very, very cool city. Um, they walk on the normal side of the street. It's the opposite of Tokyo, Japan, yep. you or Tokyo. You walk on the left Osaka, you walk on the right. Hmm. So yeah. it's like I if you aren't you I, I don't know like how fast you caught onto that, Travis, when you were over there, but like for the first couple of days in Tokyo, I just like kept trying to walk on the right. I kept getting stared at because I didn't know what I was doing. I don't remember necessarily that experience, but I would like to think that I figured that out. 
it's probably something you do subconsciously, right? You're kind of more or less like following the person in front of you, right? You don't necessarily think like, oh, I'm on the left side or the right side. I just right. don't want to be like walking into traffic. Um, I did that at Shibuya because I was the only person over six feet. It was great. There's a picture of me like walking through the busiest intersection in the world and my head's just like above everyone else in the middle of the crossing. Shibuya crossing was really cool. Yeah. There's a, there's a game shop right next to it too. There's probably like 10 there. Out there. Well, MTG Mint. Which okay. is like a big yeah. one, right? Right. So it was worth it. I mean, like the point behind me is you want to do something new, right? Like if Travis already been there, right? Like do something else, right? You kind of want yeah. like a more unique experience. Don't go to Hawaii. Like we've already, we were there hey, this year. Actually, don't okay. don't flame me for that, Ed. What? The podcast without me. Wait, wait, what are you talking about? I'm going to Hawaii later this year. Oh, that, that's fine. Like it's fine to go to Hawaii. Just don't go over to honeymoon. I just feel like it's one of those things that's just like so overdone. Like, it's so overdone that, like, the entry form literally says, like, why are you here? There's literally a box that says honeymoon on it because it, it, it's just so overdone. Um, Her brother works right. there for the TSA, so we checked it out earlier this year. It was pretty cool. Um, I had a lot of fun, but I don't know if I'd be in a rush. I'm, I'm not really in a rush to go back. It's very pricey and, uh, I don't know, pain in the ass to get there. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah, definitely pain in the ass. There. Probably. Probably a good place to end the podcast. It's approaching uh, nine o'clock here, so I got to go revel in the Halloween festivities. Thanks for uh, joining us to our live listeners who uh, also had nothing better to do on uh, on Halloween night. Anything you guys want to leave the uh, listeners with before we get out of here? Uh, nope. I'm ready to go get something to eat. I'm starving, so. I guess you better rush in over to that that uh, that sweet borscht place then, Ed. You know what I want you guys to know? Destiny's bad. Don't buy it. It's a bad game. <laughs> oh, right. while, I, while I see you this weekend at Regionals, Travis? Uh, where is it? Syracuse. No, that's not close to you. That's close to Doug. And I'm actually two hours away from Syracuse. Right, right. I remember you're in Buffalo. Uh, You're but no, I am I am not going to regionals this weekend. I'm getting married the weekend after that. My time is sort of right. Moment. All right. I, well, thanks for listening this. to After Hours number six, where we discuss our travel plans for uh, <laughs> next year. And if anyone wants to go to Chernobyl with my buddy and talk esports, uh, hit him up. Talk to you guys later. Bye.